birds are singing, the sun is out, spring has sprung. Has your wardrobe followed suit? If not, you can get a refresh with Bombas, my favorite brand for socks, tees, and underwear that also has an amazing mission that we support wholeheartedly. Because for every incredible comfy item that I get from Bombas, they match with a donation to someone who is unhoused. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash hard things and use code hard things for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash hard things and use code hard things at checkout. If you want to learn something new, would you rather learn it on your own from a random teacher or from folks who are the best of the best in that skill? I think I know which option most of you would choose. That's made possible by Masterclass. In recent months, they've added classes from the likes of Ava DuVernay, who gives us tips on how to reframe our thinking in all walks of life. One of our personal favorites recently was the one-on-one time we got with Amy Poehler in her class on preparing to be unprepared. So good. With Ava DuVernay. With over 180 world-class instructors and a 30-day money-back guarantee for new members, there's no reason not to get started today. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash hard things. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash hard things. Masterclass.com slash hard things. Hello, love bugs. And welcome to We Can Do Hard Things. You got your sexy voice on right now, honey. Thank you. Thank you. Now that I know how to talk dirty from our episodes, which I am still recovering from. Please see the prior episode with Vanessa. Sister, what you don't know is when that episode went live, I was a horrible person in my home that morning. I was so vulnerability hungovered. Do you remember that, babe? Oh, yeah. I was, mm-hmm. oh, you do this podcast, right? And it's a cone of safety and love. And you feel as if you're in this room with the pod squad. And so you can talk about anything and do anything. And then Abby and I go out into the world. So what I want every with the pod squad to imagine is going to like your kid's school event that night. <laughs> feeling normal because you've forgotten what your job is. And the PGA president is like, it feels good when you go slow. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Or they're giggling at you, just giggling. Or people will say, you're so brave. Nothing scares me more than when someone says you're so brave because that just means you've Mm -hmm. done something that you shouldn't do. (laughs) Yeah, foolish. You've done something foolish. (laughs) That other people who are wise would never do. Or it's like, like, okay, for example, talking about my mental health or the anorexia stuff. So it's one thing you're talking about sex and everyone's giggling and like, oh my God. But then also when we air something that's like deep and personal, people will come up to me with this look of just sadness. (laughs) And I've forgotten what's going on. I'm just like out in the world. People are like handing me a flower. Are you okay? 
Anyway. And you're like, what episode are you on? So I know yeah, how to answer that. Exactly. Um, so I'm doing well this morning, y'all. I just, as Abby knows, because that's where I was for the last 15 minutes, I just finished my day 18 of a 21-day meditation challenge. What happens on day 22? Well, I don't know. I probably won't get there for like six more months because I started, <laughs> you guys, I started, I just checked when I started this meditation, this 21 day meditation challenge was on December 4th, 2022. So it's been six months and I'm yeah. on day mm-hmm. 18. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't need to be consecutive. You don't want to overdo it. You don't want to rush things. I mean, I think it is supposed to be consecutive. It doesn't say that. I know, but I think that the, it's implied. It doesn't say it. 17 days in six months is better than no days. It's true. Mm-hmm. Right? It's true. It's, it's, it's really good. How are you two doing? Sister, how was your vacation? You were just on vacation. We just had a trip for spring break. Oh, wait, yeah. a trip. And not a vacation. It's Sorry. not a vacation. A trip. Unless you're alone. And luckily we had our flight canceled. So we spent two <laughs> solid days trying to figure out another flight we were actually considering getting in the car and driving to meet our connection flight and on hold with the airlines for like seven hours. Also, there's a problem there. We should just footnote. Can someone please fix that industry? Because there's, how are they Mm -hmm. hire more people? Mm -hmm. They're like, we can't get to you for six hours. It's like, Yes, you could if you had the appropriate number of people answering the phone. My it's favorite. It's not impossible. My it's favorite. not an act of God. My favorite is when this has happened to me twice. Go up to the, the ticket place, say, I'm here for my flight. And they say, we don't have a seat for you. And I say, oh, no, no, I bought a seat. And they're like, yeah, we see that. We just couldn't keep it. Right. Like, the important what? part of the reservation is the keeping of the reservation. <laughs> yeah. No accountability. Zero accountability. It's like no. the weather reporters. <laughs> like weather mm-hmm. reporters, they can just say whatever the hell they want. No yeah. accountability. And unfortunately, the weather people and the airline people are in cahoots to ruin our lives. <laughs> and I say to John, I say, with this kind of logistical nightmare and frustration, I could get that for free at work. Exactly. Why, why am I going to pay money to get this thing that I get on the regular just as part of my daily life? But luckily we get there. Mm-hmm. And then the next day we have pictures on the beach, oh, you know, no. quote unquote, free pictures on the beach, which means they don't charge you for that. But then they charge you like a mortgage payment for procuring the pictures exactly. after they take them. And Alice proceeds to vomit on the beach while the woman is taking her pictures. Oh, please tell me you got those photos. Yes. Because those would be worth the money. That's like the best 30 year old, like looking back at the trip you took. Oh no. Was she sick or just upset? She was sick. And then she slept for like 12 hours. So I'm like, well, that's really expensive nap we're taking for this week. (laughs) But I just got me thinking about pictures and I just, I think we should talk about pictures and picture day because it's like, we're trying to document the best moments of our life, but they're, they're the worst mm-hmm. moments of our life. Like yes. it, is a, it is a terrible, ter- I've never been more angry and frustrated with my family than when we are taking the beautiful, loving family photos. I've seen it in action. I've seen it in I've action. Seen- 
Amanda in action. And by the way, poor sister, because there's only been like three times that we've ever taken a picture of our family, right? Like yes. It never happened. That's why it's so fraught. Yes. I'm like, this is my one for this half decade. Yes. Make it good, assholes. So the three times <laughs> around Christmas that we have tried to get a picture, the second someone says, let's get a family picture, sister's husband looks terrified. <laughs> it's PTSD. Yeah. Terrified. I have PTSD watching it. <laughs> terrified because, well, sister, why don't you explain in your own words what happens in your body when you are trying to get a family picture? Mm. Well, it's really just feels like this is, you know, I'm not throwing away my shot. You know, this is my one chance and everybody sit and look like we love each other and be the appropriate distance from each other. (laughs) And just for while I'm asking is for one second to look in the same place. Just one second. Don't look miserable and look in the same place. I don't think that's a hard thing to ask every five years. No, I I don't. don't. I think it's deeper. I think it's like a symbol or a microcosm of what you feel all year, which is why doesn't anyone fucking care about this as much as I do? Why won't anyone put in the goddamn effort to be a family that takes from everyone? (laughs) Yeah. You think? Yeah, yeah. Pull a little weight, you small people and you large person. Yeah. One thing that actually has happened to me recently, because I've been looking through a lot of old family photos and photo albums. I have always been the person in this experience that's like, this is not that fucking big of a deal. Can't we just like be here with each other and not need to document it? That's been my mentality. But after looking back at these photos and now I'm getting a little bit older, I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. these moments to capture and to, to remember, because you forget, like we don't remember everything. And when you see the photo, it's a chance to remember. And what we are is I, I feel is just a whole bunch of memories, like our whole Mm -hmm. lives, you know? Mm -hmm. And most importantly, we're not remembering the memories. We're remembering what we see in the picture as if it represents the memory. And that's important. So for example, if we get a picture from the beach trip, I'm going to say, Hey baby, remember this was the best day of your life. That's right. (laughs) She's going to be like, yes, it was. Ah. And it's so true because I have, and sister, we've talked about this so much. I'm going to say it's a little bit different now because the kids are older, but when, for most of our family life, when I'm on a trip with the family, I am not enjoying myself. I'm in the moment. I am not having fun. Trips with families are not fun. And if it's fun for you, congratulations. <laughs> but in the moment, it's not. It's like you've paid this money. You want everything to be perfect. Your, your people suck. It's so much effort. It's all, but something magical happens afterwards. And you're like, mm-hmm. that was so fun. Yeah. That was, it's the after it's retroactive joy. It's not joyful in the moment. And the picture represents that retroactive joy. We just yeah. replace all of our miserable memories with that one shot, which is yeah, why we, we don't need- have proof of your misery. All we have is proof of this really smiley picture. So it's your memory versus this picture. <laughs> and we're going with the picture. The weather's getting warmer, which is wonderful because we can say bye-bye to big bulky sweaters and jackets and hello to shorts and tees. I just ordered three of Quince's muscle tanks. Check out their European linen shirt dress. 
I got it in the blue and white stripes, classic. It's beautiful and summery and gorgeous and linen, and it was less than $50. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, and Quince cuts out the costs of the middleman and passes the savings to us. But they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. You will love all of it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash hard things for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash hard things to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash hard things. I had a recent actual picture epiphany because this is outside of the family picture phenomenon, which is just too fraught. We'd need an expert on to really delve deep into that one. But we do twice a year pictures at school, the kiddos. And it's always like picture day coming up. You have to sign up for the thing. You know, they're like, if you want three pictures, that'll be $750,000. How much do you love your kid? How much do you love your kid? Yeah. Because if exactly. you love your kid, you will order the $786 package. Are you going to get the one with emblazoned and foil gold or That not? comes with four dog leashes with your kid's face on it and 16 Christmas ornaments and a dreidel. <laughs> but recently, so I, again, we don't have many pictures of our family. So actually my kids keep asking every time the holidays come around, we get all the pictures in the mail of like people's cards. And my, my kids are like, huh, when are we going to do one of these? It's like, I'm like, oh, eventually, eventually. Bobby's like, I'm 10. Like, well, let's wait till you're 11. We don't want to push it. That's like Emma. She's always like, where are the pictures of me? And I just show her pictures of Tish when Tish was a baby and say that they look very similar. They do. No one can prove it. (laughs) No, exactly. So it's picture day. We pick out the clothes for Bobby and Alice, pick out Alice's clothes. I like braid her hair, put her in the dress and she gets home from picture day and she sits me down like she's going to tell me something important. And she goes, mom, actually, I am really not a dressy person. Mm. I'm more of a casual person. Is that what she (laughs) said? Yes. She said, I'm more of a casual person. And she said, is it okay if I don't wear a dress for picture day anymore? Will that make you sad? Oh. And I had this crazy experience because I was like on many levels, of course. And I was like, of course you can wear whatever you like to wear on picture day. And I said to her, what I want is a picture that looks like you. Yes. Not to make you look like a picture I want. (laughs) Which is what I had been doing. <laughs> it's such a wild thing. Like a picture is supposed to document a person. But I wasn't documenting her as she shows up at Tuesday to school. I was thinking of the picture I wanted to have and then conforming the way she looked to look like that picture. It seems silly, but this message that I send when I get her all dolled up 
to look like something that doesn't look like she naturally looks like is telling her that the way she is, as she is, is not worthy of documenting. Um, like it's like it's not something that I would love to see. It's not something I would feel proud to send to her grandparents or see in the yearbook. Mm. In this very subtle way, it's like she needs to be improved or altered to be acceptable and celebrated in this photograph. Yikes. I mean, the elementary school photos that we get home on the thing where you give them eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars for <laughs> your 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 wallet size because everyone's around there carrying wallets wallet full of wallet size photographs. You know how you pull out your billfold or whatever and you just show your friends? Me, myself, I use a money clip, but I make sure I have all the wallet size photos in there. Next to your pocket watch. <laughs> yes. The elementary school photos give you the option for retouching. I know. I kid you not. The kids' photos. The six-year-olds. And I just think that there's this really, like I sat and thought about it for way too long, but there's a real thread between me sending her that message, sending my eight-year-old the message that she needs to wear this dress that she would never, ever choose to wear and get her hair braided in a way that is uncomfortable for her. And the millions of women who step out of photographs Mm. because they're not ready yet. Mm-hmm. They're not ready for a photo. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's crazy be not being ready. But I get her very ready for her photos. And and then you got this retouching thing. And then 90% of women use a filter or edit their photos before posting them. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's crazy. It's yeah, so interesting. It is. It's I just mean, the little subtle sissy. things that we think are these benign things that are planting the seeds. It's a little yeah. story of my life. This is literally how I grew up where I had my mom would put me in dresses. I mean, I was a bridesmaid in my brother's wedding and I had to wear one of those, you know, dark cranberry colored. Mm-hmm. What is it called? Yeah. Dresses? Strapless. Strapless oh, dresses. Baby. Oh, oh, my God. Baby. How old were you when you wore a strapless dress? I mean, I must have been 25. I don't know. Oh, oh God. <laughs> you were like- I was old. I was old. And. You know, I just had to, in my mind, I knew I was like, okay, I, I'm just going to do this because this is what the bride wants. And then as I got older, I had the option. I was in another person's wedding and they're like, wear a suit, just wear the same color that the bridesmaids are wearing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that is so nice. But what Mm -hmm. I want to say to you about Alice coming home and feeling like she can tell you this, Mm -hmm. that is not something that was an option for me. I just had to grin and bear it because literally. I, yeah, literally grin <laughs> and bear it. What the hell is this? You guys, this is big. I feel like this is big. I don't know how to, it's just like this because we're doing the same thing with the vacations. Like when you said, sissy, the point of a picture is to document what a person looks like. That is not our intention. Oh, no, it's definitely not my intention. No, but but it could be, right? <laughs> right. When you went to take your family vacation picture, and mm-hmm. so you stopped your family vacation, made mm-hmm. everyone miserable, made them dress up in the shit, stand Made in my front, daughter vomit. Made your daughter throw up, <laughs> stood in front of the waves. That was not a picture of your family vacation <laughs> at all. 
Exactly. That right? was a deviation from that the vacation. You deviated yeah. your family vacation to take a picture. Well, it's the theme of this podcast. The thing that screws us up the most is the picture in our head of how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. The picture in our head that we think we should have. Right. <laughs> exactly. You look at your kid, your precious little kid who's wearing her scrappy little shit and her hair's all messed up and she's out in the backyard doing your thing. If you were going to take a picture of what your kid is, mm-hmm. you would take a picture of her right there in the backyard mm-hmm. or you would send her along to school looking like the ragamuffin she is mm-hmm. so that in 10 years you could look back and be like, I remember that. That's my baby. As opposed Mm -hmm. to this set of 12 pictures where your kid looks nothing like. It's like an Alice impersonator. (laughs) (laughs) I was reading this book recently and this woman said when she forgets what her life was like, she goes back and scrolls through her social media to find out what her life was like. And I was like, oh my God, no, no, no. That's not, that's something else. Mm -hmm. Right? That's not even our life. That's our pictures of what we think other people will like to see about what our life was, but it's 12 step remove from what is, from what our people actually are and from what our daily moments are. Yeah. Maybe we should just start committing to like, what is it called when you're just taking a photo of what's happening? People do that in other cultures. Candid. Candid. Well, we pose the shit out of our candid pictures. Why are we doing this? It's not always been like this and it's not always like this. Like it is a distinctly American thing to create the perfect situation, have everyone stop and look at a camera and smile, smile big. There's a lot of people who think we all look ridiculous in all of our pictures because why are you guys always smiling fakely? (laughs) It's so true. In a lot of places, when someone takes a picture, people just kind of turn and look how they look. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I've traveled the world and that is very true of so many different countries I've traveled to. People, they just stand there. Yeah. And also- Old photos. They're not old. smiling. No, and it looks so sad. I'm I'm conditioned <laughs> to believe these people are really upset. Why did they only take pictures of sad people? <laughs> they look pissed. Because <laughs> mostly we're all sad. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a few reasons for that. It was the the exposure time period. The first photo was eight hours. So you can't have any movement. Like you have to be totally, totally still. Oh my okay. God. Imagine that's how smiling. family photos feel. Imagine. Eight hours. That photo, yeah, exactly. It takes me eight hours to get a picture of everyone looking at the same picture. It's the dot, people. Look at the dot. <laughs> Also, they didn't have good dental hygiene, so you couldn't show your teeth. Also, it was seen oh. as you only smiled freely and widely if you were like, wild or drunk. Mm. So it wasn't socially acceptable. Same with the Asian countries. Typically, large shows of emotions are not okay, but, as culturally accepted. But mm. we could be saying the same thing. Why are wild, ridiculous smiles not natural? Because only drunk people and Americans <laughs> <laughs> look like that. It's fake. Look America. how happy we are. I think it's baked in to us. Like, It's our pursuit of happiness. Look at us. Look at us. Look at our pursuit of happiness. I've been reading all these articles about, you know, they put out this study or it's Finland again, once again, is the happiest country in the world. And so all the Americans are turning that into 700,000 articles about what we can learn from Finland about being happier. But the more I read these articles, when they interview the Finnish people, They're like, I mean, I guess we're fine. We're (laughs) fine-ish. 
We're not. We're finished and we're finish. None of these people are like, well, here's, I'm following my bliss and I'm blah, 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 blah. They're like, I think what you Americans are calling happy is like, we're just okay with not being that happy. We're okay with not pursuing happiness. We don't pursue it all the time. They're pursuing contentedness. Yeah. They're just like, this is life and this is being human. And it's all these different feelings. And we are finish (laughs) with that. about how delicately you hold your baby, you dress your baby, and you feed your baby. We do that because they're adorable, of course, but also because their skin is delicate. Know this. There is only one diaper brand that we recommend to give you the gentle protective care your little one needs, and that's Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Their Swaddler's diaper absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand, and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin dry, healthy, and beautiful. And when you use Swaddlers in tandem with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, you'll keep your baby's skin healthy. The wipes are made from 100% plant-based cloth, and you won't have to worry about tearing. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. That's right. So download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Well, actually, interestingly, not to go too far on a cultural tangent. No, you know you hate that, sister. Never does that. I know. There's nothing I hate more than that. But interestingly, Americans do smile so much more. And there is research that suggests that since uh, the U.S. is so heterogeneous, so we have like so many source countries as a country of immigration, as opposed to the super homogeneous countries, you know, China, Zimbabwe, where there's just a few nationalities, Mm -hmm. they see a direct correlation between the expression of smile with the immigrant heavy countries, because coming here, we had to have emotional expressiveness to find people that were safe, to make connections. Whereas if you are a country where it's more homogeneous, you're coming from your people and of your people, you know who your people are. Mm. And so there's like this really interesting thread through that where you have to build mutual cooperation And the way you signal that to each other is through this emotional expression, which I think is fascinating. That's cool. So does that show that when we feel safe, when we already have our people, when we have emotional safety, we are forced to smile less because we have peace already? We're not desperate for tribal protection. So it is a performance. It's a calling in of help. It's a please accept me. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's performance. It's a it, it's thou doth protest too much. Yeah. <laughs> you need all I your think. pictures to be like, I'm the happiest family. Look at me. We're so happy. While I'm gritting through my teeth. <laughs> Look at the camera. <laughs> In fact, there's these things like when McDonald's went to Russia and they did all their trainings when they were setting up McDonald's there and they were like, Look at the people, smile. They had to 
totally revamp it because people were like, what the fuck is going on at McDonald's? They're like, everyone at McDonald's is wasted and I don't feel safe ordering. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Same with Target. You know, like the greeters at Target, when they set those up um, in Germany, the Germans were like, oh, hell no. Target. Like, as we come in and they're like, welcome, smile. And they're like, y'all have to change that. No one's coming back to Target. The Target. Oh my God, it's so fascinating. I've been thinking a lot about pictures lately because I'm trying not to be disembodied anymore. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm using a camera at all, I'm trying to see, take pictures of something that brings me joy. Like the other day, Emma had a bunch of kids over. And I think I sent this picture to you. So yeah. It was just like a pile of shoes, of, of teenage girls' shoes just mm-hmm. all over the foyer. And I was like, that's like my church, mm-hmm. that pile of shoes, because that signals to me that this house is full of kids and that they feel safe here. But none of the kids are in my view. <laughs> They're all in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. It's a representation of children, but not actual children. <laughs> this is the picture in my head of how things should be. <laughs> but what are you thinking about with little ones still? I don't do social media. So mm-hmm. I don't have that conflict that I feel like a lot of people have where they have to like, oh, this is my vacation and I have to, you know, put up these photos to prove what we're doing. So I don't, I think it's really nice that I don't have that option because I think it would be in the back of my mind a lot. In fact, I just heard the, for for the first time, this is probably like a very old expression. Someone said, oh, my last vacation, it rained the entire time where they were on some Island and I had to force book these photos because I was miserable. What does that mean? It's you're posting things to Facebook, but you're force booking them. (gasps) Meaning like you're actually miserable but you're posting a photo that is representing your experience as positive. Whoa. And what is the intention of that? Because actually a ruined nightmare family situation is such good content. (laughs) That's funny. Like having a miserable time is like funny and connective. So what, what is that? I think it's also like the, everybody else is posting their pictures. Maybe you're like, we also did a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Or maybe it's your self-justifying because you're like, we invested in this vacation. It took us all of this time and I will have a receipt to show something for my efforts. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it is. For me, I haven't gotten a lot of photos that I wish I had of Mm -hmm. certain events. So I really want them. And there's not enough photos of me with my kids. Mm -hmm. And so I really want those. I think my hardest thing is letting those photos look like what they look like, because my biggest hurdle is that I don't like the way I look in photos. Oh, is that true? You don't like the way you look in photos? Mm -hmm. (gasps) I am Done. Why? Um, well, this is a debate I've been having with myself for a while because I always thought for a lot of years that I don't look like myself <laughs> in photos. That's what I think, but I think I just and look like I that. And then I realized, oh, fuck. Maybe that's what I look like. <laughs> Sister, remember when I used to say, my eyes are two different sizes in pictures? Yes. And it took me till I was 40 to understand 
My eyes are just two different sizes. Yes. People joke with me. Like it's like a running joke that I am puffy pirate. <laughs> what is that? In mean? every photos, I'm puffy pirate because I, <laughs> when I smile, I squinch my face up. And so I'm, my face is like a puff ball where, and then one of my eyes completely closes <laughs> and one stays open. Puffy pirate. Oh, you Sissy, do the pirate. I do. You but close the, you know, in, in college, my mean friend, um, what's up, Mark Lauder, uh, used to call me smush face for yes. the same reason, smush face. Also, I had chipmunk cheeks from bulimia, but yeah, puffy pirate, smush face. <laughs> and I'm like, God, it's so weird how my photos don't look anything like me. Have you ever, I, I'm going to just throw this out there because I also sometimes I cheese smile sometimes when I'm actually mm-hmm. like so happy and those photos, I'm like, oh, you're whoa, this is not right. So now <laughs> I have like a picture face she does. that I feel confident in that will show the way that I want to be looking like in the photo. <laughs> Sissy, I haven't put that Sissy. much effort into it, but I'm also just like, why can't I just let the pictures look how they look? Why can't I just be an Alice and be like, she's like, I'm, I'm really more of a casual person. I think- why can't I just be like, I'm really more of a puffy pirate. <laughs> no, let it be. But here's the other thing. I actually don't think you are a puffy pirate. Like I think puffy pirate is a perfect example of forcing the pursuit of happiness into your pictures. Because when I think of like the pictures that should exist for you as who you are and how you parent, when I think of, oh, the picture sister should have with her kids, I have flashes. I just had a flash of you like, knocking Alice over when she was the goalie, when we were playing beach, beach (laughs) soccer, pod squad, please understand. We're playing a nice game of family soccer on the beach at Christmas. And Alice was in the goal because she's the youngest member of our family. So the rest of the family was, you know, kind of kicking the ball around her, gently approaching her, cheering her on. Sister was crushing her daughter, slide tackling her, Sister looked at her daughter. That's how we do it in Virginia. You've actually, I've never seen somebody so competitive. No. And I'm a former pro athlete. Sister Sister takes it to a different level. Child, the small child in the goal and said, oh shit, I can take her down. I mean, I'd I'd get close to sister. sister, I'd be like, nope, I'm not going into this tackle. But like. She's coming in for blood. Pictures of that. Pictures of you on the floor being ridiculous with them. I could just have flash after flash of what they should be. And you are not puffy pirate in any of them. Puffy pirate is what comes when mothering stops and you end the vacation and you stand in front of a camera. And you know what puffy pirate is? Puffy pirate is misery. Okay. It's misery. It's, I will get this picture. We got to think of a name for this. Cause I think that this yes. is like a, an important moment that most people will recognize and, and Mm -hmm. see in their own life. What is it that we're, that we're doing that we're stopping? This is like a snapshot of evil. Because none of us think that our lives, the way they are and ourselves, the way they are and our children, the way they are and our days, the way they are is good enough. We all think we're supposed to be someone else. Our kids are supposed to be someone else. We're pursuing, we're pursuing, we're pursuing. We never think Right now, in this moment, the way things are is good enough. (laughs) It's so funny. Pop. 
Pod Squad. Some of what we share with you on the show are our individual unique experiences in therapy and the takeaways that help us grow, appreciate each other, and navigate this beautiful life we're doing together. Thank you for doing it with us. But the things we talk about in therapy itself, these are things we wouldn't necessarily share with just anyone. I think there are a few things more important than finding the right person to share your deepest thoughts, feelings, and questions with, like a therapist. That's why we are thrilled about Alma's support of our show. They're big believers that you need the right someone to talk to, not just anyone. Alma helps you to find a therapist who gets you based on your needs, someone with whom you'll feel comfortable, heard, secure. Plus, and this shouldn't be overlooked, over 96% of therapists at Alma accept insurance because you want to pick someone based on the right fit, not just based on finances. You can browse their directory now. You don't even need to create an account. Visit helloalma.com slash hard things to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash hard things. I think there's a more practical element to it too. And people should go back and listen to why are there no pictures of us? I think that part of it, if people were going around taking candid shots of me all the time, doing my thing, I would not feel the pressure to make sure that I am documented with my family Mm -hmm. at these different stages. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel the enormous pressure when it's like, Literally the one time ever, we've gotten professional pictures taken a time prior to the beach. And that's what, when you got it for me, because you were like, I'm going to make this happen for you. So I think it puts extra pressure on that because I want to be in a photo with my family. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I had legions of photographs of being (laughs) Mm -hmm. candid with my kids, Mm -hmm. I would feel less of a sense of urgency around those moments where I know it's going to be the photograph I'm going to have for this year. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's so true. That's something for all partners and friends and people listening to remember when you see your person or one of your people being themselves Mm. in a moment, snap that picture. Yeah. Cause guess what will happen? When the moment when the family quote unquote picture comes up, they're going to be less assholes because they know that they've got some other options to choose from. Yes. Scarcity creates um, emergency level emotional (laughs) response. And so I think that that is true. But listen, there's a difference. A picture is about being seen. Yes. Being seen. And like this idea that we have to change ourselves, change our children, dress up, look different than we are alter ourselves, that means we are never really being seen. So in an extreme way, if someone takes a picture of me and I have spent, you know, three hours in a makeup chair and someone has changed my hair and then probably done some editing afterwards. And then someone says, look at this picture of you. This is how I see you. You're beautiful. There's no part of me that feels like that's, I don't feel that compliment. That's not mm-hmm. real. If I'm sit laying on a couch and reading with the dogs laid on me and I don't even know it. And then Abby shows me a picture later, a picture she shot of me laying on the couch reading with the dogs. 
And she's like, look at you. This, it, that makes me feel so seen. So like with Alice, she comes home in those braids and you put that picture out on the Exactly. And on the kitchen table and say, that's my daughter. She doesn't feel like you're really seeing her. If you snap a picture of her outside with Seamus in the backyard, because you've noticed how beautiful and free and wild she looks when she's doing what she loves. And you put that picture on the kitchen table Mm -hmm. and you say, that's my daughter. Then she knows that what you find most beautiful and stunning about her is her the way she is. It's like pictures are existential. This is a real person. When you take a photo of yourself, it's like, I exist. Mm -hmm. There's something really deep about it. And I think it's so special that Alice is able to actually communicate that with you. I want my pictures to exist as I really am. Yes. If we could all have that kind of, I don't know, confidence Mm -hmm. to be able to. Basically, she was saying like, can the the picture of me really be of me? Mm -hmm. Yes. And I just realized that, oh my God, what are we doing? We're starting this performance so early. Mm. And that is telling her as you are, I don't want to put on my wall. Why would I want a picture of you just as you go to school on Tuesday on my wall? That's preposterous. (laughs) It really, for me, helped me think through like, oh God, that's really close to how I am now where I will go through. If John takes a picture of me and the kids and I will look at all of them and maybe the kids look amazing and I don't like the way I look in any of them, I won't print it. Mm. And it's like, but that's the way I look. Yeah. That's the, that's (laughs) a picture of me. (laughs) Sorry. There's only so many decades you can say. Oh, that angle. Oh, God. (laughs) That's so weird how Cameron does that to me. (laughs) So there's something liberating about just being like, can we all just be like, yep, that's a picture of Alice. Yep, that's a picture of me. And maybe if we start doing it with our kids, we'll allow ourselves to start doing it with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, let's not buy into it unintentionally. Just buy into the idea that there's this one way. It would be cool if we all started taking pictures and let it be, let everything be, let the vacay be, let the day be, let the moment be, let the daughter be, let the partner be and just snap it the way it is. Yeah. That's a challenge, Pod Squad. Did you want to say something else, Sissy, before we wrap here? I wanted to tell my favorite picture day story. Oh, great. Which my dear friend, she had to go out of town for on picture day. Mm -hmm. And she left her husband in charge and said, today's picture day. Make sure you, you know, get the kids ready. And (laughs) we have this restaurant in town called Lazy Mike's and they sell t-shirts. And of course it's my friend's husband's favorite restaurant. And so he was like, perfect. That's the one. So he sends the kindergartner to school in the Lazy Mike t-shirt for picture day. And when the pictures finally come in, she, she opens the envelope for the pictures and pulls it out. And there is the, her precious six-year-old in the photo with all you could see was the top of the t-shirt and emblazoned giant letters, lazy. (laughs) It's just a picture of her face with like, five inch block letters lazy across it. And it is the funniest shit you've ever seen in your life. I'm going to text it to you. And that picture, which she was so pissed about. Gold. 
gold. And and now it's like every picture day, we text the picture to everyone. And it's like, reminder, picture day tomorrow. <laughs> Lazy. Everyone. Lazy. So she had to send that shit to, to everybody who requested a picture. Oh, it's so good. Uh, I just, wanna, I just love it. I want to circle back. You said that you your kids have two picture days a year. Oh yeah, because what how are you fuck? gonna make how are you gonna make six million dollars if you only have a <laughs> winter picture? You gotta have your spring picture too. Yeah, Is, did, did that happen for us when we were growing up? No, and remember our backgrounds where we never got to pay extra because my parents never paid extra for anything. But remember how the the. Oh, the God. kids whose parents would spend money would get like the laser backgrounds. Yeah. Or like, a meadow. What's going on with those backgrounds? It would be like you sitting there and then there would be like, yeah, like a field of greens behind you <laughs> while you're sitting there and you're like smock dress. <laughs> yes, I remember you could so get yourself, weird. they could change out, like you'd sit on a little bench, but some of the kids whose parents were like, whoa, loaded. We'd get their pictures and the bench would be like gone and they'd be sitting on a bale of hay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because nothing says second grade was fun like a bale of hay to sit on. With purple lasers in the background. All right. We love you, Pod Squad. Thanks for listening. Go take some Have pictures. a good picture day. <laughs> we clearly can't stop laughing. So if you all have a family picture or school picture or any sort of picture horror stories... <laughs> Rocky. Anyway, um, can you please send them to us or call in and tell them to us? Because we would like to continue laughing. Tell us all the good, the bad, the ugly, the lazy <laughs> picture stories. 747-200-5307. Were you going to say Rocky picture horror yeah, stories? Yeah, because I was trying to show. work that all in, but like it didn't. Yeah. I forgot and then I panicked. Yeah, I okay, bye. If this podcast means something to you, it would mean so much to us if you'd be willing to take 30 seconds to do each or all of these three things. First, can you please follow or subscribe to We Can Do Hard Things? Following the pod helps you because you'll never miss an episode and it helps us because you'll never miss an episode. To do this, just go to the We Can Do Hard Things show page on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and then just tap the plus sign in the upper right-hand corner or click on follow. This is the most important thing for the pod. While you're there, if you'd be willing to give us a five-star rating and review and share an episode you loved with a friend, we would be so grateful. We appreciate you very much. We Can Do Hard Things is produced in partnership with Cadence 13 Studios. 